Congressman Rodney Davis joining us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY at 639. Congressman, good morning. How you feeling? How's the family? You know what? I'm feeling great, Greg. I'm glad to get out of quarantine. Uh, they, you know, since I tested positive, the new CDC recommendations are if you don't have any major symptoms, you can end your quarantine at 10 days. That, that was up on Saturday. And I was one of the lucky ones, buddy. I, I felt great. My family all tested negative. Nobody, and even my staff that had been around me the two days they thought I picked it up, all negative. I was, I was the only lucky one. So real quick here, just to focus on this, tell us what you felt and, and what made you go and get that test initially? You know, I had been uh, diligently taking my temperature every day, once in the morning, once at night, and using the same thermometer so that I could get a kind of a baseline of what that uh, temperature should look like. It was coming in 96, 97. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I just took my temp in the morning like normal, and it hit 99, which I was like, well, wait a minute, this temp's got, thermometer's got to be off. I did it again, and it was 99. And I realized then it was elevated for me. I had a bunch of public events, so I wanted to go get tested, and uh, I did. And later found out the results that I was positive. And I, you know, I didn't have any symptoms. My temp went down that night. So if I hadn't taken it that morning, I would have never gone in, and I would have walked around for 14 days without even knowing I had it. Talk about the importance of uh, following up on this, on uh, people taking symptoms seriously and uh, getting tested and, and, and following the certain protocols that have been laid out there for how to mitigate uh, COVID-19 if there is a possible positive. Yeah, you know, take your temp on the same thermometer every day. And you'll get an idea if it's elevated or not. And, and then we've got so much access to rapid scan testing in central Illinois. I went to the Walgreens facility. Uh, go in there. They prefer appointments. They take people driving up. They squeeze you in. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, but also, you know, follow the guidelines. I, I did that, though, too, Greg. The, the days that the docs think I picked it up, we followed all the CDC guidelines that are open office hours, social distancing, staying away uh, from folks, don't talk in a direction without a mask on. And I still got it. So sometimes it, it's going to happen. I don't know where I made a mistake those two days, but I must have. Congressman Ronnie Davis joining us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Congressman, uh, one criticism I hear um, about how people need to be judicious in uh, taking care of symptoms. Maybe people can't afford to take time off work. Uh, people may have uh, you know, health care issues uh, where uh, they, they may try to get by without skipping work for two weeks. If they may have symptoms and have to get tested and so on. Um how should people manage that? And is that something that uh, Congress has addressed and uh, needs to address? Well, I, I think they need to, to put their health first. Uh, and Congress has addressed this. We have offered uh, we have offered assistance to employers to help pay for employees that would have to quarantine to not uh, go and, and spread the disease at work. But I, I will tell you, Greg, as, as lucky as I had it, uh, I bet you there are tens of millions of people in this country that have probably had this disease and never known it. Because if you don't notice you have an elevated temp and you had virtually no major symptoms like me, uh, they would have gone through a 14-day quarantine and not even know it and and could possibly have the antibodies. I would urge everybody, if you think you've had it, go give blood. And they'll test you for the antibodies there. And if you have them, give plasma. But if not, just give a pint of blood too. Because we that data gets reported to the Department of Public Health and gets added into the statistical analysis of this disease and how to fight it. 
Congressman, uh, we'll touch base on what's going on over in Congress. Get your response to um, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and the criticism of the United States Postal Service. Uh, but it is, of course, an election year. Uh, we've got uh, the November 3rd election just around the corner. Your opponent is putting messages out uh, criticizing your position on health care, uh, your um, support of uh, getting rid of uh, the Affordable Care Act and uh, litigation and so on. And uh, I hear criticism from people online who say that you want to get rid of the individual mandate. Where do you stand on the Affordable Care Act, uh, the legality of it, and uh, whether or not there should be an individual mandate for insurance coverage? Well, mandates are gone. Uh, that, that's something that... Well, I, I apologize. Not the individual mandate. My, my apologies. My slip there. Uh, pre-existing conditions. Yeah, that's the biggest lie that I, I've heard from my opponent over the last three and a half years that She's been running for Congress. And one thing I found out about Betsy Londrigan is she will say anything and do anything to get elected. Uh, she knows it's not true. And I've fought time and time again to protect pre-existing condition coverage. Uh, and the matter, as a matter of fact, the bill that I supported would have mandated that pre-existing condition coverage could not be eliminated. And at the same time, it would have lowered premiums because too many Democrats in Washington and Betsy Londrigan want to stick their head in the sand and act like there's not a problem with our current health care system that leaves 60 million Americans without coverage or with coverage they can't afford to use. They are so dead set on protecting President Obama's health care legacy that they don't want to help those Americans afford coverage that they need. And I'm trying to actually save people from having to go to a different health care system by introducing a bill that would help subsidize during this pandemic, COBRA coverage, so that people who are going through the same treatment plans my wife did 21 years ago don't have to switch doctors because they might have lost their job. These are the types of solutions I'm for. The Democrats promised they would fix Obamacare. We have yet to vote on one single substantive bill under Speaker Pelosi's leadership. That's what you get when you get Democrats taking over the House. We actually try, and we'll get criticized for it, but at the same time, be honest about it. Don't lie about me wanting to take away pre-existing conditions. Come on your show. Talk about it with you. But she won't. Congressman Rodney Davis joining us at 645 with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Let's talk about what's going on in Congress. Uh, you guys have been on recess, but uh, speaker's looking to bring you back for some um, action. Uh, this after they passed a $3 trillion bill for COVID relief back in May, criticizing the Senate for not taking it up. Seems talks have fallen apart on any new update. Uh, what about the United States Postal Service? Is this uh, a legitimate concern about funding for the Postal Service, especially with the uh, mail-in voting that's uh, Apparently going to be happening across the across the country, right here in central Illinois as well. No, it's not a legitimate concern. It's unfortunate because there are so many things that we still have to fill the gaps that we didn't address in the first four bills we passed together before Speaker Pelosi put together her three point four trillion dollar wish list that even the most liberal journalists in Washington said would never become law. So she's now created a crisis with the post office. You know who's really mad about that? <laughs> the letter carriers that I talked to. I ran into a good buddy of mine who was a letter carrier, who is a letter carrier, and he's mad because now people think they're not doing their job. And they think they're, that letter carriers are delaying their mail because of what they hear out of Washington, D.C. And that makes them angry because they go to work every day and we take for granted the job they do when we open our mailbox and put a letter in and expect it to arrive somewhere else or get our mail that somebody else has given to us. She has created this project, she has created a crisis that doesn't exist. 
She's going to have us go out on a Saturday, this Saturday, come back Saturday afternoon and call it a work week. This is the type of leadership that the Democrats running the House give us. She is not even going to have the postmaster general come in and talk about what's happening in the post office till after we vote on a bill that she and, uh, and, and Chairman, Chairwoman Maloney put together in the speaker's suite without any, any input from us. Is Illinois going to get uh, money to plug the revenue shortfall from COVID and uh, the shutdowns? It doesn't look like there's going to be another round of COVID legislation. I think it's a disappointment. Uh, I, I've negotiated with Mark Meadows before across the table at, when he was in the House of Representatives. And I can tell you from what I read and what I've talked to folks at the White House about, uh, Mark Meadows negotiated a lot further than I ever thought he would. Uh, but Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer are dead set on their own demands. And finally here, Congressman, um, a little bit later on this morning, uh, you're actually, is this going to be your first public event since uh, getting out of quarantine, uh, being with the uh, Secretary of the Interior? You know, I, I had, I've done a couple of open office hours throughout the district okay. over the last couple of days, but this is going to be a great day. You know, Greg, I've been really working to make sure that the race riot site that was uncovered during the rail project has gotten the historical recognition that it deserves. Uh, we've you know, wanted to get artifacts out into the Library of Congress. Eventually, I'd like to get them into the Smithsonian because we really credit that 1908 race riots with being the birth of the NAACP. I'm really proud that Secretary of Interior Bernhardt is going to join uh, NAACP, President Teresa Haley, Congressman LaHood and I, and we are going to have the Secretary sign a, a proclamation today to designate that race riot site as part of the official Department of Interior's National Park Service uh, uh, civil rights recognition site. So this is a big day for Springfield and a really big day for the history of Springfield, Illinois. Other than the ceremony of this, what practical impact will this have moving forward for the significance of that site and uh, its uh, impact on um, civil rights here in the United States? Well, number one, it, create, it recognizes the significance of Springfield, Illinois, the land of Lincoln, in the historical, in the in the history of, of the civil rights movement. We need to continue to, we need to continue to make sure that what has happened never happens again. And part of that is recognizing uh, our past. This is now going to put the race riot site on the map in Washington D.C. at the Department of Interior. We are. We are still working to get it designated, and we have to go through the appropriate studies to get it designated as part of the national park system and a recognized national monument. So we're still pushing there, but this is a great first step of recognition that it ought to move forward. Congressman Robbie Davis, greatly appreciate you taking time this morning while you stand by your <laughs> while you stand by the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you like me? Are you you're kind of in a rural area where you have to actually step outside to make a phone call on your cell phone? <laughs> Can we get that to, fixed? Yeah, I had to stop because if I go into my 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 neighborhood, I lose your signal. So I'm, right. I'm sitting uh, in a parking lot and Congressman. Uh, a lot of a. Uh, a lot of different types of dual exhaust systems down here in Taylorville. That's funny. Uh, we'll get, we'll get, how about we get back to Congress and, and 
Get some better cell towers or something. I don't know. All right, exactly. <laughs> Congressman, I appreciate your time this morning as always, and uh, have a have a good morning. And uh, it's a pretty big deal happening uh, with the Secretary of the Interior coming to Springfield to uh, highlight and uh, get that uh, 1908 uh, Springfield race riot designation uh, on the National Register. So uh, thumbs up on that, and uh, we'll talk again in the near future. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Greg. You too.